Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe, myself, David, and a very special guest. We have Mr. Michael Legg with us. How are Hello. you, Michael? I'm really, really good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm, I'm absolutely such a huge fan of your podcast. And uh, I mean, it is genuinely my favorite podcast. I'm Thanks. loving it. So I'm very excited to come onto your podcast and ruin it. Uh, uh, so that it's now only my podcast and no one else can have it. Good man. <laughs> Good tactic. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, a pleasure to have you, Michael. And um, you know, because I when certainly when the um, you know you guys will have heard the jazz podcast if you if you have listened to it, of course, and you'll hear the clip from Michael in the middle. I think what was really really obvious was how very clear spoken and how your diction's perfect. And then it, then it goes back to us and it's just like, <laughs> I mean, if that is true, God help you. God, God help you. My diction's perfect. Jesus Christ. It's better now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, no, great to have you, Michael. And um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. This is, I mean, Flash for us, we're, we're going to be talking about Flash Gordon, of course. And, it's just a fun album, so to have have a funny man in there as well <laughs> to, to help us along with that is is going to be hopefully hopefully good for all you guys out there listening to this. There was no way we weren't going to cover this album. It was all it's a Queen album as far as we're concerned. It's a Queen studio album, and um, yes, of course, Queen were given the theme uh, for the first time. You know, you have to base an album around this theme. And it was given to them. So that's probably the, the, the difference, um, obviously, compared to previous albums. But it's no less a Queen album. And um, I think it's absolutely worth worth talking about. Um, so let me just get my notes. I'm going to give them the wrong bloody page here. Edit. Yep. Edit. I, yep. I need to grab my notes as well. Sorry. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Fucking hell, man. Unprofessional cunt. Definitely keep this bit in. I like this bit. This is my favourite bit. There's more of this than you actually realise. This is what Queen fans are really desperate for, is all the outtakes. We haven't... Like, there's been no proper outtakes of Queen. Not really. No, 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 no. I mean, they must... I'm getting through the Bob Dylan bootleg series. I mean, I'll be dead before it gets to the end. <laughs> Queen must have something similar. It, definitely, definitely. There's no yeah, way yeah. they nailed it first time every time. No, yeah, not at all. Because no, no, no. yeah. it was that that track. Um, I was listening to um, today, which was was it? What was the, the the original version of Under Pressure? Does it feel feel like or something? It's called. All right. I was actually having to listen to that. So this was before it actually turned into Under Pressure. So the the chords uh, and all there. And it's, Right. No, no, no. That's when it became under pressure. They turned it into people on the streets, and then it became under but before oh, people. Right, I see. Oh. A song called "Feel Like," and uh, that was that. You know, it's a it's a soundboard recording. It's actually, you probably get it on YouTube. Right. Actually, it's probably worthwhile cool. checking out. But yeah. you're thinking it's amazing where songs end up <laughs> because yeah, I, I, at least that and that and that you'd be like that's quite a shit song actually. <laughs> you know, but it has um, to start. Has to start somewhere, man. Well, that's <laughs> it. Absolutely. So. 
Anyway, yeah, so let's let's get back to Flash. Let's talk about that. So Queen's ninth studio album, and it was released on the 8th of December, 1980. This album, was, I believe, was actually recorded during the game sessions and also while they're on tour. So they were actually doing a, a hell of a lot in 1980, um, you know, and doing the, the soundtrack for Flash as well and, and the mix. Brian had said, obviously, that they'd actually done a lot of music before they saw any footage as well, which I think is kind of strange. But um, and they they essentially divvied up the uh, the scenes. So Roger took some scenes, John, Freddie, and they, they divvied it up that that way, and 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 got together their music that way. I mean, it, obviously, as as all you guys out there know, if you know the album, I'm assuming you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this. It is mostly instrumental, which I think makes it quite an interesting Queen album. And I think that's you know, given we love Freddie and we love his voice and we love to hear him as much as we can. Still, I think this makes it. Makes it interesting. Mike Hodges, the director, um, you know, he had he loved the music apparently, and I think they were playing it back to Mike Hodges and Dino De Laurentiis, and Mike Hodges was, oh yeah, fantastic, amazing, and Dino De Laurentiis was just sitting stony faced, like, <laughs> you yes. know, this is shit, and I just don't want to say it's shit. <laughs> but he, he said he liked the flashy, you know, flashy theme, the you know, the first song, obviously. Uh, but he said this is not for my movie, so he didn't want even the Flash theme in his movie as well. So that was quite—it's quite interesting that he didn't want. You know, he was really resisting, whereas Mike Hodges was was kind of all about it. So yeah, let's let's start talking about the album. We've probably done enough preamble here. So this is Michael. This is your favorite album, yeah? Like, I mean, if favorite Queen album, it's it is my favorite Queen album uh, for reasons we'll get into in a, in a little bit, I'm sure, but. Like if if a friend of mine sort of said, oh, "Well, you know, I know a bit of Queen, but I, I don't know where to start," I wouldn't go. Well, Flash Gordon's definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean, like if I'm going to listen to Queen, I don't necessarily listen to Flash Gordon. I would listen to maybe Sheer Heart Attack, any, any of their albums. But but Flash Gordon to me, I just think, I just think it's what Queen do brilliantly. It's what made me interested in their early albums. It was that level of experimentation. Mm -hmm. And here's the big controversy here. I'm going to drop the bombshell early. I think (laughs) this is the last album where Queen were absolutely experimental. I just don't think they even came close. I I actually don't think... We disagree with that, actually. Maybe maybe until Innuendo, I don't think they really sort of tried to be experimental again you could say hot space and i wouldn't stop laughing for a month because you're that wrong it's <laughs> not queen being experimental hot space was a band divided and uh and, and half of the band were really into dance music that they enjoyed but absolutely didn't understand on any level <laughs> and the other two guys were going why aren't we a rock band anymore this that's not an experiment. That's a yeah, band. That's, on. that's not. A, yeah, a cohesion. Can I, yeah. This, this, this album, it just doesn't get the credit it deserves as the pioneer that it is. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, there was no soundtrack album like this before Flash Gordon. You listen to Trent Reznor's soundtrack albums; they all go back to Flash Gordon. I even say. And I'm sure people go no way, but I, of course, I'm stubborn, so I'll dig my heels in. Quentin Tarantino's compilation soundtrack albums all linked back to Flash Gordon because of the use of dialogue. I think, mm-hmm. you mean, he probably would have just shoved 
you know, those songs as, as a, a mixtape for his friends, because that's how he thinks anyway, if it wasn't for the fact that not only did Queen use the dialogue on the album, but it's in the music itself. It's, it's a wonderful experimental album where the band members themselves are not always doing what we know them to do best. That's why I love this album. Fantastic! I don't yeah. think we can. I don't think we would can. Uh, no, uh, you know, contest any of that at all. So um, um, thanks, but, thanks for listening. Um, yes. <laughs> that was Flash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, since you piped in there, Paul, what's your what's your thoughts on Flash then? Flash, yeah. Flash, Flash Gordon, original movie soundtrack, I should say. That's the saviour of the universe. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, after the game, um, where the band, you know, first, uh, you know, they, they first introduced the synthesizer, I think the band have certainly got to grips with being able to work it properly. Maybe in the game, the synths were used as, you know, kind of noises rather than, you know, really anything um, musical, uh, uh, if you like. And there's some great melodies in here. And, you know, little bits and pieces where you think that could have been developed into a, a full song, you know, that, that type of thing. And, and like Michael says, using the dialogue from the film is a, is a genius move because you can follow, you know, what's happening um, rather than... They seem you know, part of the songs, don't they? The, the dialogue seem almost like they're part of the songs yeah, rather than yeah, just incidental yeah. things. They seem like they're, yeah. it's been thought through, you know? Yeah, and, it, and I think it, you know... Um, the actual dialogue, I think it's helped by the fact that the actors in the film, even even the kind of incidental, the 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 guy that says General Kara, Flash Gordon approaching, has got a brilliant voice, a, a dead interesting yep. voice, you know. Yep. All those it, lines, all those lines are almost as justified as any of their lyrics, and as much as yeah. people technically sing them, you know, yeah. Yeah. the single yeah. Flash came out, you know, everyone sang Gordon's Alive. Yeah, and, it's, uh, and that line, that uh, line would never be a famous movie line if it wasn't for the Queen soundtrack, if it wasn't for yeah. Flash's thing, yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that Flash was a hit yeah. single. Yeah. Also, it's been warped in the in the in the not just the nation's conscience, in the world's conscience, because that line "Gordon's alive" doesn't exist. <laughs> Listen to the song; it's "Gordon's yeah. alive." Uh, it's so it, yes, yeah, it's exactly. yeah. most yeah. calm performance, and yeah. yet, yeah. boom. That's yeah. how we. That's how we hear that's it. So you remember it, yeah. If anything, right. he queens it up. You know, yeah, 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 Because yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in the single, most people would pro- probably the most memorable line isn't anything that Freddie sings. It's you know yeah. what? What do you mean, Flash Gordon approaching? You know that yeah. kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. So the dialogue and, and as I say, the way it's delivered, that they've got interesting voices. The, the the two people with the least interesting voices are the the two American actors in it. You know. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the guys are, are, you know, Shakespearean English, you know, actors and all that, this kind of stuff. They've got deep, no, rich, resonant Clytus voices and, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's um, not even that's not even the actor's voice. That's not. Yeah, even, yeah, 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 that's no, right. Yeah, Sa- yeah. Sam, Sam was dubbed, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, he didn't make so, it to the soundtrack album of his own film. I know that's bad. That's bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't if, seen that. That, that Netflix documentary about it, I told you. It it's good, man. Watch. It's really good. Oh, you mean yeah, the Life After Flash one? That's uh, worth watching. That's good. good. Yeah. It, it's brilliant to watch just to see Brian May play Flash on the piano. Yeah, yeah. that bit's excellent, yeah. It's, yeah, it's everything I want yeah. from Queen. Now, I don't want Queen. 
to make a new album. Like, I mean, no, I'm sure no might. chance. I want every outtake of Queen. I want to hear Brian May write Flash on a piano. I want that demo. <laughs> yes. He's got it. A bastard better give it up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Agree with that. So yeah, as I say, using the dialogue and the soundtrack as uh, as a as a great move because you can you can follow the story, and it's not one of you know uh, you know like Michael says there's there's nothing equivalent to this up to this point. Um, a couple of years earlier, there was uh, you know War of the Worlds, the Jeff uh, Jeff Lynn, yeah. Jeff Wayne. Definitely, so definitely, Jeff, Jeff Lindsay. I always get into that. Yeah, I'll get it mixed <laughs> Jeff Wayne. Yeah. Jeff Wayne, and it's like John Wayne's uh, War of the Worlds. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Wayne. Uh, I'd like uh, to hear that. Actually, because and, that, and, and to me, that that's cr- kind of cringy, and you know, yeah, well, uh, you know, yes. do, do, I I am doing this. The world is in danger. You know, you know, it's just I don't know, just uh, not the same thing. In fairness, I mean, I'm no fan of that 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 album. You know, at, at all really, but it's two different things because they're telling the story in that album. They're not telling yeah. the story in this album. Well, no, but no, the but, but Queen's attempt at getting the story across, I think, is more interesting than ah, okay. right, yeah. Queen does it. You know, which is have someone stand there in front of Mike and go, "We are doing this," you know, and you know the Martians are coming. You know that. You know, as I say, I, the more memorable bits on it are the bits where the whole band comes in. Or where there's some orchestration, I think the, you know the the bits of music where it's maybe just a, a synth on its own, maybe, you know, maybe not as memorable, you know. So it's good that you've got dialogue to remind, you yeah. know, to put, place yourself in the, you know, where where you are in the movie and all that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it is. I mean, I might be wrong. This you guys are the experts who be able to fill me in, but to me, it's very much, <laughs> it's very much Queen's album, but Brian May, I would say, is. Like not maybe uh, the band leader in this project, but he it feels like to me he's the, yeah. the he was direct, I think direct, he, he spent the most time. Yeah, yeah he was the, actually. I yeah. think he was he was yeah. more well, involved. I, I think I, yeah, yeah, I think he was co-produced just like with Mark pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He definitely seems to be pushing that story forward. But yeah, I I just don't hear it as anything other than a Queen album, even yeah. when. And I think this is the thing that maybe would put a lot of people off or maybe why it's so far down the list in Queen fans uh, list. Um, it, it's, it's because it's somewhat missing Freddie. That's mm-hmm. what people would say. And I would somewhat listen to that if it wasn't for the fact that I hear Freddie the whole way through this album. I Musically, just, yeah. I just feel that the band are on this album. I know what you mean by the sort of more, <laughs> for want of a better word, because I know about four words, soundtracky parts of the soundtrack, but it's still, I mean, it's still like there's parts where, um, like it's all very synthy, and you go, oh, this was written by Roger Taylor, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Of course, it was written by Roger Taylor, and Roger is clearly yeah. there. That is up, and the same mm-hmm. with. Uh, a, a song that we'll get to, I'm sure, later, and a tune I'm sure we'll get to later, It's the fact that Freddie's not singing on it, but his piano is loud and clear, and it is definitely Freddie Mercury's piano. I just hear the band. I absolutely hear the yeah. band in everything, in every part of this. And, and let's face it, it ends in such a queen way. It yeah. may as well be... Yeah. A, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it may as well be a queen gig. 
Yeah, 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 I could well. And I think you're actually, that's, that's, that's interesting. It's certainly not some, something I didn't think about is actually the, without Freddie's personality still, still yes. in all those, uh, all those songs, which is, which is obvious when you see it, but I hadn't really thought along those lines. That's, that's, no, that's interesting, Michael. Thanks. Uh, Joe, anything, anything to add into the mix uh, about Flash? Just that Ming's a total dick. I mean, the actual. Joe's not No, he really doesn't. It's just like, no, it's just like, this guy is like so evil, man. I mean, you know it's Ming, but it's like telling people to fall on their swords after blowing up their fucking planet. It's like, Jesus Christ. But I don't want to defend Ming. I don't want to, I'm not not a Ming. Ming. I promise you I'm not. But what I'm saying is, I think this might be the best opening moment on a Queen album. And let's face it, their opening moments are pretty good. This, mm-hmm. just the, the, the way it begins with, oh, Clytus, I'm <laughs> And what does Ming do? He puts on a Queen album. Because that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, on Ming's side. Admittedly, the only other track Ming plays is by Hitler's favorite composer. But well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even then, even then, you can't knock Ming for that because it's oh. not like Ming and Hitler wouldn't get on. Yeah, and it'd be pals. Yep, it'd be pals. Eh, definitely. Authentic, definitely. Well, last at least they got a t-shirt like, like a big heart in the middle, and then Ming and Hitler, man. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> right, definitely, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, the, the album. I mean, I was probably like you guys, and uh, you know, obviously, I'd heard it bunch of times before and stuff like that. I kind of it's not that I didn't dislike it or anything like that by any stretch of imagination it was just again probably because it didn't have Freddie on it vocally it was probably one that I you know I maybe didn't go back to as much because I I think you need to be in the mood to listen to, well I need to be in the mood to listen to Flash Gordon because it is, it is mostly you know it's music it's for foremost it's not really much in the way of songs as such mm. but um, but I mean the, the, the planes everything on it's amazing you know what I mean it's like it's Queen, like Michael was saying. It's Queen. You can hear it in every single note. Uh, you know, okay, they might have, you know, transcribed something that they would have maybe wrote, written on a piano and put it on a synth, but it's still got that Queen vibe, you know what I mean? And that's undeniable all through the record. Um, and I think it's, listening to it as well, well obviously we'll delve into the, the tracks more, in more depth, but it's cool because it, there's a lot of really, really evil synth work in this this album, man. It's just, it's yeah, really yeah. it's a, it's really dark, and I almost I almost kind of wish that they they kind of took some of the synth riffs and made them on the guitar and had like a real fucking like Paul was saying like a real heavy heavy Queen tune, you know? I mean, it almost sounds like like Sabbath or something like that. But I'm not taking that away for the synth work because I think it, it suits it and I think it's brilliant. And yeah, I think as far as soundtracks goes, it it's, it's groundbreaking in a lot of ways, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, because often it is like an echo chamber with three, the three of us and it's just we're just agreeing with each other all the time. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm really glad they made it. Um, I, I really am. And and it's the point, point Paul made about the synths. Yeah, it feels like they've grown up really quickly with how to use synths because the game, it was more noises, you know, and kind of sound effects, as Paul, was, Paul had said. But the fact they were able to get to grips with it with the synths so quickly and be very musical with them, I think is impressive. And if Right, okay, boy fans out there are probably going to, if there's any listening, the thing I'm about to say next, they're probably going to, you know, want to, want to smash up their devices. But if you if you strip away all the dialogue and the, the campiness from it and take away the, the big rock tracks out of it, take away and just focus on the synths, you, you know, you're talking about the side to a low. 
in, in many ways, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because it, yeah, I, I mean, I expect. I mean, oh, it's the whole way through the album, especially Brian's stuff. It's he knows what he's doing in as much as he's taken uh, 50s sci-fi tunes. It is all. It's like, oh, a bad guy's coming. All that stuff. Yeah, but uh-huh. Roger's stuff, like it's a uh, um, the in the space capsule, the love theme, uh, which is like track two or three, and. It's you got. Hang on, this is Roger Taylor. It's not Brian Eno. It sounds like Brian Eno. Yeah, and where yeah. the hell did we connect Roger Taylor and Brian Eno? The the guy, the the rocking and shagging guy from Queen. Yeah, doing <laughs> Brian Eno. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I completely agree. It's absolutely so too blood. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think I think you know. Obviously, there's no way I'm saying Queen would ever take the risk of putting side two of, of a normal album, if you want to call it that, and doing what Bowie did, because I think Bowie, in fairness, probably took more risk than Queen did. Um, but just in terms of the instrumentation and the, the composition, it's just, it reminds me a lot of a lot of that, you know, what Bowie did on that album and side two. So, yeah, I'm glad you agree with that one. <laughs> I just love the, the really stark coldness of the synths as well, the synth work. It's just really, really, yeah, that's what gets me on this album. Um, and even just, you know, we talk about Queen in, in a lot of terms of the, you know, the, the big compositions, the grandiosity and all the rest of it. But I love the fact that they were they were quite happy to be really minimalist on this album and really mm-hmm. strip it back to, to almost nothing, just, just a simple synth line and maybe not even anything in, behind it. You know, let that go on for. Again, I know it's soundscapes they're creating and, and that's, that'll be a reason that w- whether they would do that in a proper song or if you want to call it that, who knows. But I really do think this is where Queen work best is when they've got very little because if you think of uh a night at the opera uh, and and uh and bohemian rhapsody obviously that that was make or break and part of them just went well if we're gonna die let's die with our boots on and they yeah. made this uh-huh. insane album right any anyone that who was more afraid of their career rather than their art would have gone a different route so they were in many ways uh, down to their last penny and they went, well, then let's make something brilliant with this last penny. And it's mm-hmm. the same sort of thing here. And as much as they go, right, here's what you have to do for an album. Imagine turning around to a band and going, you have to do this. Be like, oh, hey, we're a rock band. We'll do whatever we like. No, you're restricted. Absolutely yeah. restricted. Mm-hmm. And they, they rise to it when they're restricted. There's something about how easy recording became for Queen, I'd say, from the game onwards. And that's when you can start to say, oh, this is an easy thing for them now. And they're not working hard. And like they, they are not doing, um, you know, they're not wearing the tape thin with their vocals on top of vocals on top mm-hmm. of vocals. It's, they work brilliantly when they work. But, you know... I guess the album after this, they had a nicer studio. And yeah. okay. they had, they had <laughs> um, whatever technology really improved and it was so easier to record. You know, you could definitely hear it in The Miracle. The Miracle must have, the technology for The Miracle must have been brilliant. Yeah. You just hear the low quality of what's on that <laughs> album. But, <laughs> no. I mean, sonically, it sounds it sounds a million a million pounds. Right. You know the the, the, the right. you know the, the quality you know the sonic quality of it. Yeah, yeah, but, and yeah. it's got you know I want it all, which is brilliant. Yeah, I just think that uh, that's what I love about Queen. I love yeah. 
that I, I love that Queen are this huge band and we know them to be uh, like over the top and pretentious and no one uses the word pretentious Queen in a negative way. But yeah, they are. They're brilliant. Yeah. They're yeah. pretentious. Of course yeah. they are. They're but for them to be as outrageous and uh, as they are in this restricted arena, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, reading what Brian said about it at the time, it, it, it seems that the, the biggest constraint that the band had was time, because right. he says the the band didn't have enough time, or, or he he felt brilliant he didn't Perfect. have enough time. To, to you know get what he wanted done, so that I mean, worked have, in his favour. Yeah, that, that might have helped. You know the fact I think, that I think that's also really, really, really relevant. You know, uh, yeah. it's it's it, you, sometimes you have to take the product away from the artist. You do because you, they'll just mm. make Keep it going. better. It'll be yeah. terrible. It'll be yeah. so yeah. awfully better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I thought what wasn't their first album recorded in I don't know less time than it takes to listen to it. If something like it's like <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in rattling out the tracks when they could, uh, you know. Yeah. And and I think we we talked about obviously in News of the World podcast um, how they gave them they they'd given themselves three weeks to pull the material together. They actually deliberately restricted the time to get, yeah. the, and that's why they saw, you know that that album is probably as good as as it sounds. You know, so mm-hmm. that, I think there's a point in that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, so we can I try and pick out a few a few compositions on this and see. Well, let's let's start off with the first song. It probably makes sense, doesn't it? Um, Flashy's theme. So, um, what a bizarre track. Do you not think it's such a bizarre song? I mean, it's kind of like you, you know, we've said this about a lot of Queen tracks. You look know, like bicycle race and things like. Who would write songs like this other than Queen? There's nobody really, you know. So, um, Joe, I'll actually come to you first because you, you know we think you've said too much yet. So, first song. Flashy steam. I mean, what's what's your take on that song, and how's it sit with you? That's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think um, when I watched that documentary, the Flash one that we were talking about earlier, it kind of made sense to me that when Brian May was breaking it down, and he actually wrote the Flash boom ah because he was thinking of lightning. See the way lightning strikes, and then you hear the yeah. boom. Mm-hmm. So actually, it was quite interesting actually when you think about it in that way. He he took you know the what you would see and hear lightning to be and, and put that what he thought would be the soundtrack to the flash being the and then the boom with the piano being the boom and then the ah so again that doesn't really mention really explain fuck all but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it, you know rather than just sitting down with, with an idea of here I've got a couple of chords and I'm just going to string this together he took the the guy's name you know Flash Gordon associated that with lightning and then basically wrote a piece of music that he thought would, would coincide with seeing that a thunderstorm. So I think that's maybe worth mentioning. I don't know. But again, it's, it's just mega catchy. And I think, uh, I mean, uh, it, sticks, it sticks in your head. I mean, uh, what mm. else can you say about it? It's Flash. I mean, Queen are just the masters of that. I mean, they've just got those those things that, that just live in the consciousness of everybody. You know, everybody knows Flash. Do you know what I mean? Everybody knows We Will Rock You. Everybody knows We Are The Champions. I mean, name another band that's got that, that amount of appeal. Across completely across completely across the board. Do you know what I mean? But I, that's yeah. pretty much all I can, I can say about that. I think yeah. it was really funny in that documentary as well. When um, life after Flash, like yeah, yeah. Um, when, when Brian's talking about you know the big the big when he hits the, the you know the bass strings on the the piano, the dong for the 
And uh, he says, they cut away to Roger on the video and you see Roger doing the, the height, yeah. you know, hitting the symbol. Um, and, you know, he almost seems like aggrieved that they didn't show his piano, his hand hit the piano, you know, <laughs> that bit, you know. Um, but it made, it made me really focus when I, when I watched that, it made me really focus on that part of the song when the, the, the piano goes, boom, and now I just hear it, hear it like 10% more, on, you know, in that bit since he, so I mentioned that. But it's, um, anything to add in the, in the mix, Paul? Um, I, as I said in a previous podcast, this is my earliest uh, Queen memory, really. Um, uh, you know, when this was in the charts, um, I, I, you know that, that this is my. You know, I'm obviously, I, you know, when I was growing up, I heard other Queen tracks, but this was the one that you know, uh, the first recognisable memory I have of of hearing Queen, and it was when they were, you know, obviously the, the, the song was in the charts. The only band. That are you know are any in any way, shape or form anything like Queen are the Beatles in terms of the fact that they could they could take any style of music and create you know either a pretty good copy or improve on it and uh, so um, and the Beatles have got they had the ability to 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 write songs that appeal to children. And I think Flash is possibly one of those those kind of songs. You know, like We'll Rock You, I think, is a bit like that as well. Kids just get it right away. And I, and I think, what would I have been about eight at the time or something like that? You know, you know, Flash, ah, you know, easy enough to, you know, to remember and all that. And as I say, you know, kids in my school and all that, all loved it and all that, would sing it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And and as you say, David, it is, it is a kind of bizarre track. It's like, you know, um, the way it's put together, um, it shouldn't work. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it shouldn't, shouldn't at all. It work, uh, and not only does it work, it's it's a sing along. Yeah, and I, and I don't really even know if it has a chorus. I couldn't. I've heard it a billion times, and I don't know. Flash, of course, flash, flash is a chorus. It's like I was saying earlier. People sing the dialogue from obviously the single version, which was uh, the first single that I ever bought. Um, uh, it's either that or create a little thing called love, and I can't. It, it, it drives me mad that I can't quite remember which one of the two it was. But because I think Flash is a better song, I'm going with that one. So <laughs> I've decided that that is. But and when I was a, when I was eleven, when it came out, what a, I, I've, I've literally only realised this. Call me slow, but it's such a brilliant trailer for the film, the single, because it even ends how trailer should end. It's it sort of goes, you know, boom, 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 boom. And then you yeah. hear Dale Arden go, Flash, I love you, but when I got 14 hours to say and then boom, boom, and fades away. And you go, Yeah. What happens next? Yeah. And it's yeah. it's yeah. how the Flash Gordon serials were, you know, it is what yeah. happens next. Yeah. I'm gonna say it, Flash is a brilliant single. It, it got it got into the top ten. It didn't get high enough. In my head, I was I could have sworn it was number one. I, it, because it was so important to me as a kid, you know, uh, like the the cover, everything about it was so important to me as a kid. I, I I absolutely have it in my head or my heart that it was a number one hit record. But I guess it was just number one for me. That's all. <laughs> yes. <ours>. Yeah. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. But I um I, th- I think that, you know that's a good point that Michael makes because I think that even as a kid when I was growing up the bands I liked you know at the time and when you actually look back as an adult to the success of particular songs I was the same I always thought I only got to number twenty one why yeah. the hell did that all get to? you know I thought that'd be at least top five or so you know and I think that's there's, there's definitely something in that 
Um, yeah, I've, I've really not got much other to add um, into the mix on this song. I mean, it, you know, Public Enemy sampled it on Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, which it is brilliant. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, I, mean, yeah. I couldn't tell you any of the artists that have remixed it because mm. I don't really... I couldn't give a shit about hearing <laughs> a different version of Flash. I've got yeah. two f- versions of Flash's theme, uh, and that's the amount I want. And that, well, happy I'm one. delighted that uh, there's an entire different culture. That yeah. um, takes, I mean, how, it, it seems so obvious to sample that boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quite right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I think... I, um, Sorry, no, sorry, carry on. No, carry on. Carry on, mate. It's fine. I'll, I'll get the point. No, no. I think I was just. But saying can, I, can I just? I just. I just. I just thought it was a, a an interesting about you know the chart position and stuff like that. And I was thinking, I wonder why. I'll tell you why. Because kids didn't have the money to buy the single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. See, yeah. see if kids, if kids were you know had the money, I could guarantee it probably they would have went another one because adults aren't going to go in. Especially like, can you imagine our our dad's generations. Dad, going to buy me flash? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it was, I think it was just that. It was just like I didn't shut up until I got it. So, uh, you know. It was, that's, that's a good thing, though, because it set yeah. you in the path. It set you on the path. Yeah, well, absolutely. Oh, believe me, I've not changed since then. Neither have I. Neither any of us. We're all exactly the same. Let's, uh, let's just, just move on to the next track, I think. Um, so, in the space capsule, um, Michael mentioned that a wee bit um, earlier on. Um, Michael, do you, want to, do you want to talk to us about this? Because you sort of you sort of alluded to it with the, with the synths, and then you know you think it's almost it's it's got Roger's personality on it, and you can you can tell. I mean, it definitely does. I mean, R- Roger, I don't think for a second on that. I mean, I, you could say this about pretty much. I think John's, as always, he's the most subtle of uh, members of Queen. But but Roger's on practically every track that he's uh, written on this soundtrack. He starts so subtle, and you go, this can't be the Roger Taylor we know. But, of course, he comes in with the drums. And not only that, it soars so brilliantly at the end. You went, oh, of course it's him. Of course it's him. And I think, I think there's always something about Roger that wants to slightly out Freddie Freddie, even if it's just yeah. vocally, those high, <laughs> those high yeah. notes. You know? I get that. Yeah, and I think it's, it, it is a very... <clears throat> if you like old school sci-fi theme reworked, but it's not in the same way as Brian does eventually. I, I love it. I mean, you know, it's 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 Brian Eno. It's Brian Eno by Roger Taylor, and therefore it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you you mentioned uh, Trent Reznor earlier on as well, um, Michael, but the the chord progression on this. Reminds me, yeah. it always it has always reminded me of a warm place on Dino Spiles. Yep. The, the chord progression, I think he's, I think he's maybe nicked it. They you know the sounds are different, but the chord progression is ex- almost exactly the same. Um, so again, I mean, we know Reznor's a massive Queen fan, and it's used to be Rogers' songs that he seems to kind of rip off. You know, it was a fight from the inside. I'm a huge Roger Taylor fan. I've got, I mean, it, like if you. If I had to name my favourite Queen song, it, 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 and mad as this sounds, but it probably is Tenement Funster. That's probably my favourite Queen good choice. Song. Yeah, good choice, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I mean, me and Trent would go on like a house on fire. <laughs> I doubt that. He's pretty grim. He's pretty, pretty grim. Well, uh, a bit of a misery <laughs> myself, so, you know. <laughs> well, uh, one, of, one, of, one of my favourite Queen songs is uh, Rocket Prime Jive. That's a Roger song. Love it. You know, so, uh, yeah. so I love it. I'm the same. I love it. It's one of my favourites. Brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah, Roger's hit rate, I mean, in terms of, you know, up until, 
Yeah, up until the game, it, it, up until the game, at the very least, his hit rate yeah. was every oh, song right. he put on the album was they were always highlights, you know. But this, but back to the song, I, I love yeah the, the the drums, the the drums as they the sort of the, the timpanies as they sort of fade in and out, even the they'll come back up again and just the dynamics of it. There's also a wee bit, um, a wee bit towards the end of the track, because there's just a wee kind of sound effects going, it pans right to left, and it reminds me of on the run on Dark Side of the Moon, you know, when they do that wee pulsing thing, it goes, and it just fades. It's almost like it's very similar sound. Well, that's another thing that I sort of I meant to say at the beginning, actually. So, apologise for that. I mean, a lot of my like prog rock friends that I know. Uh, we discuss our love of prog rock. I I quite like prog rock. I I don't have the great knowledge that my prog rock fr- friends do, but I always bring up Queen, and they go, "Not prog rock." Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, fuck off is exactly what I say. Uh, <laughs> loudly, clearly, I write it down for them sometimes. But <laughs> but this this has definitely got all the elements of a prog rock album. If you take this the idea of a soundtrack away. The, the very fact that it is telling a story through sound, uh, yet yeah, there's dialogue in there. Yeah. But when you listen to any classic prog rock, the story, the what, the lyrics even are being pushed by the music himself. That's why you have seven minute long, you know, uh, keyboard wank solos. So yep. you go, oh look at, oh we've escaped from the mountain now. Yes, of course you have. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. You know, and now, <laughs> yeah. now we're on. Um, and it's. You could you could definitely say that about this album. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, admittedly, it's a third of the length of a normal prog rock album, but it's it's pretty prog rock to me. I think so, I, I think you make albums. a you, you make an excellent point there because see, I think me and B David and Paul have had this conversation to see if you what you think of this um, prog rock. Prog rock to me became a sound. Do, do you know what I mean? Like it, it became like. There's a sound that became a prog rock sound, and therefore I think a lot of people that like prog right. rock think that it needs to sound this way for it to be prog rock. Prog rock means progressive. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't mean matter what fucking way you progress and what direction you progress in and what what you decide to oh, delve into. The Queen were a prog rock, and it's probably were a prog rock band in its truest sense their entire career. Because think about it, there's not a single song in any of their records. That, if they wanted the next, it sound the same. If, yeah, that's not, if that's not progression, then what is? I what totally I mean? agree with that. I totally agree with that. The other argument that I have with uh, with friends about the same subject is it's exactly that. That's not prog. That's what they say. That's not prog. Mm. And I go, okay, what about Radiohead? Who went, that's not prog. Went, I'm telling you this now. Yes. Yeah. Paranoid yeah. Android is a prog rock song. Yes, yeah, yeah, of course. And and then and then, and then <laughs> I've had it friends in the past who go, well, Radiohead say they're not a prog rock band. What? That's brilliant. That means you and Radiohead don't know Radiohead. Yeah. That's just all that means because <laughs> yeah, they're a prog yeah. rock band. Exactly. Yeah. Prog's not a slight. I said prog. Prog's, these, these people get this thing into their head where it needs to meet prog, which is quite ironic really because they put parameters in prog rock and say, which is fucking, which is fucking insane, really, when you think about it. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. It's, it's like prog means it, on, yeah, exactly. You can't say that's prog, that isn't prog rock. But why isn't it prog rock? Because it doesn't sound like King Crimson. It doesn't sound yeah. like Genesis. But then you can argue that none of the bands sound the same. So yeah, exactly. you know, prog just means obviously. I'm not saying that we all, none of us don't already know. Progression. It means progression. It just means taking the what would be yeah. considered the norm and doing something different. And that's yeah. what Queen were. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I consider Faith No More a, a prog rock band. 
Yeah, I don't yeah, know if you're it because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once one song's a metal song, the next song's a lounge song, the next song's a punk song. It's like that's that's progressing. It's not stuck in a box. Their songs change style during the song. Never mind. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, that exactly doesn't need to have a twenty-five minute um, keyboard solo like like yeah. yes to be a prog song. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? and you can still have hit records. Absolutely, and that makes it even, and in a way that makes Queen even more genius that they can. Mix multiple layers of different styles of music where other bands fail in the sense yeah. of popularity is concerned. So, you know, Queen, some of the sing- some of the sing- yeah, because some of the singles shouldn't shouldn't work. You know, they're, 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 exactly. You know, flash flat flash shouldn't work as a single. <laughs> you know, as Michael said, you know, I mentioned Bicycle Race. That shouldn't work. That's how is that hit single? You know, because it's good. And, and yeah, and it's just because they are they are kind of like they they manage to be catchy but be. Uh, well, maybe they lost it a, a little bit in the 80s with certain tracks, but uh, you know, they, they managed to be but not lose their integrity. Is, yeah. Does that make sense? You know, they kind of they, they, you know, they managed to pull together really catchy hit songs, but still still keep their integrity. And okay, that might be get, get lost in certain tracks in the 80s, but we'll get yeah. to that, you know, when time comes. But um, let's let's jump, let's jump ahead. I'm going to jump to the football fight. Let's let's talk about that track, oh. uh, Michael. Let's you know you, you want to bring us in on this one. It's, I mean, it, it's when, when I make my compilation tapes. I'm a little bit older than you guys. We make compilation <laughs> tapes <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I'm when I'm wooing and I make a compilation tape, uh, or you know, or a playlist these days, that's the track from this album that gets that gets put on there. Of course, it is. It is brilliant. It's. I really want to say that it 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 matches the action of the film, but I kind of I kind of never want to technically uh, want to equate this soundtrack with the movie, if you know what I mean. Because to <laughs> yeah, me, it's yeah. it's its own thing. At the service, its own thing. <laughs> it's it's telling its own version of the exact same story. If you listen to it as enough, that's absolutely what's happening, and you can hear what is going on, not with the dialogue with the music, with Freddie's piano, with the keyboard over it, just, right, it's kicking off. It's definitely kicking off, and it's kicking off in a very camp way. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, I guess, exactly what was happening. In the, uh, I I don't know why they didn't do it live. That's the other thing. Because it sounds like the band. It sounds like a Queen song that just doesn't have Freddie singing on. Yeah. I reckon there's such a good argument to say where were the queen instrumentals if they if they work this well yeah not too many because we'd miss freddie but yeah you know but even you do two minute you know little segues in between you know you think yeah that would totally work yeah that's a good right. point i've never actually thought no, that's a good that. point yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. those yeah. instrumental queen songs yeah and brian may's guitar by the way is phenomenal in football fight that's just amazing i think that's what i mean by it sounds like the band it sounds like the band in particular, on on this track, yeah, okay. I mean, it, it's, it's just really catchy. It's it's right. exceptionally catchy. It's just um, you know the synth line, you know the start, and yeah, um, you know, and and I think it's really and the bass is brilliant as well. You know, the bass is so good. It's really kind of just just pulsing along in the background, and I think it's really clever. You mentioned Brian's guitar because when he first comes in, he just uses single notes on the guitar just to give it. Just I'm just introducing the guitar in there, and then it's like punching chords, and so dynamically. You know, fantastic. Um, anything, uh, Paul, anything you want to bring in, in here about football? Uh, no, I, I think you guys have covered it. I, I, I'm just looking at a bit of paper, you know, and it says football feet there. And I was thinking, you know, uh, 
football fight in a Queen album. So if you yeah. transfer that that title to I don't know an, an Idols album or something or Sleaford Mods and all that, oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of song would you, you know? For it. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, whereas you you get this you know camp masterpiece you know with with, with Queen. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's another thing about Queen is it, it, it's it's the under. I wouldn't say that Queen, but uh, maybe Freddie, uh, even though he boxed and all that, we know that. I don't think he necessarily understands the idea of football. And, and I mean, like, you know, American yeah. football, football <laughs> or, or any sort of physical uh, competitive activity. But my God, he absolutely, the band, the band themselves absolutely know what the people in the terraces like about it. And that's, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's why they write the music for the people in the terraces, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consider them a first casual band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that as a, as a, a casual your football casual website footballfight.co.uk uh, it's all <laughs> IC, ran by the ICF or some fucking yes. ed, some idiotic <laughs> shit like that didn't hear that but yeah anything else to bring in Joe I just wrote it's triumphant let's just get that <laughs> no that's a good yeah, one you know, for it, I. it's triumphant um, triumph of the will yes Aye, and I think I just obviously we'll, we'll speak about Brian a lot. Cause I think, like, yeah, I, I think his presence is pretty prominent in this record. This as, like as they all are, yeah. yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, I just think his guitar sound. See, after coming from the game, he brought it back a bit on quite a, quite a bit actually on the yeah. game. He brought his guitar back and let actually John and Roger be a bit more in focus. On this man, it's like when the guitars come in, they come in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like they're rip, they're ripping heavy, and it's one one of the one of the best guitar sounds I think he's ever had in any Queen record. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it's so beaty and it's it's huge. And you can maybe put that down to Freddie because apparently, um, if you've watched the documentary, um, Freddie was pretty hard to k- keep pinned down in the studio when in this was studio. happening. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I think I think a lot of the mix was left to Brian because the guitars are fucking high in the mix, man. But that being yeah. again being a metal fan, that. that that speaks to me, so I love it, and I think, yeah, it's just, it's just, I love the way it builds, like, like we were talking about with the single notes and the synth, and then he comes in with it. You know, he didn't, he didn't come in right away, which was really, really cool because it kind of goes with the dynamics of a fight sort of thing, you know, it's ramping up. But yeah, great, it's a great piece of music, and it, so it's like Michael said, it almost feels like it's too good for the kind of cheesy bit in the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Can we yeah. go back to? Um... The Ring, which is the previous track, and I'll be honest with you, it's got nothing to do really with the music other than, you know, it's a really good, creepy piece of sort of almost special effects, but it's great to hear Freddie, you know. It's yeah. Freddie bit, bit, being sort of quietly operatic, if that's, uh, if that's a thing. But there are three phenomenal bits of bloke bullshit in this, in this bit. There's one... One part is uh, Ming, the merciless, going come closer to Dale Arden and then basically uses this hypnotic mm, power to yeah. make her go all horny. And it's like, don't know if that's allowed, mate. But what? <laughs> you would think that that would be the worst. And I'm saying it's terrible. It is terrible. But yeah. then Clytus turns to him and goes, um, she even rivals your daughter. What the fuck is going on? What <laughs> 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 is going on? And then, and then just when you think, right, the bad guys are terrible. Luckily, we've got the good guys. That's when Flash himself goes, no way, Ming. Dale's, Dale's with, me. with me. Do you know what, mate? 
you literally shared a plane journey with her. That's <laughs> you have no fucking claim yeah. to this woman yeah. whatsoever. But maybe, fla- right. maybe flash out takes some yeah. soft, some soft. You know, but she goes stuff. I, I don't like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking oh, fuck you, you guys. Know. Fuck you. I'll make my own choices. You know? <laughs> fuck you, Megan. I'm Flash. It'd be pretty instead of go Flash. Go. Actually, do you know what? Uh, just about a relationship. Um, this guy's a bit too heavy-handed. <laughs> but the, the, I mean, there's lots of dodgy things about the movie overall. But yeah, I never thought about that. You know. Yeah, but luckily Queen's not one of them. So they. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think even coming back to the ring, I think I had a few notes on that, and I didn't have much on it. But it just sounds porny as fuck. Because there's all yeah. the breathing from. That's right. What was her name again? Yeah. Dale. Sorry, Dale. Yeah. Sorry, and uh, yeah, just this, you know the, the morning. And the, you know. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got a thing to ask you guys, right? Because I, I want to see what you think here. See, at the end of the ring, there's that... <laughs> but, you know, the bit no, I'm that's uh, No, 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 it's not the ring. That's... Um, that's, oh, that's uh, uh, the kiss. Oh, the kiss. shit, right. I'll, I'll wait till we get to the kiss then, because I, I made an arse of that. And, <laughs> and I knew one of you was going to say that. But, but I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a theory. I've got a theory about that. So we'll, we'll wait till okay. we get to that. So oh, but, but, yeah, I, that, I go back to the whole heavy breathing thing. Yeah, it's quite uh, sultry or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah... Though. But um, yeah, I mean, I like come back to football fight. Uh, I think it's um, yeah, I think we'll probably say that we need to say on that. Um, just just for you you guys listening out there, we'll probably not pick up every single track on this because I oh, think yeah. there's a lot of repetition and and yeah. themes. You know, Flash's theme is revisited probably four times through the thing, so we'll not absolutely do every single track. And, and I'll um, be honest with you, like I say, it's my favorite Queen album, and I'm not sure of the song titles. So yeah, we we're kind yeah, of the same. So because if you mentioned a, a song title, it would take me probably five to ten yeah. seconds to run it through my head to try and find it. Yeah. Um, you know, um, because you know, crash diving, Ming, Ming, Mingo City and stuff. You're like, what the fuck does that sound well, like again? You know, just like you know, well, <laughs> you know. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, why don't we? Yeah, well, why don't we um move forward then and actually talk about uh, the kiss since uh, Joe Joe brought it up. Uh, well, Joe, do you want to do you want to start us off then and and let's talk about. Talk about this. I think it's for me personally. This is one of the highlights of, of the. I, mm-hmm. I I agree. Um, right. Okay. I'll 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 get to the point that I was going to mention. Right. A couple of minutes ago, you know that the bit right at the end. Of, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think <laughs> right. Right. You've heard it first. Oh, I'm here. really worried I, where you're going to fucking go with this. Right. No, no, no. It's, there's, yeah, there's, but the Apollo. No, it's not a rocket queen <laughs> moment where somebody was getting on in the booth or anything like that. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> I think. It's David Bowie. Why? Listen to it. Listen to it. It sounds like David Bowie. I'm not saying it is David Bowie. I'm saying it sounds like David Bowie. Somebody get it on their phone okay. and then listen to that. But it sounds. No. Oh, oh, it does. It sounds like it sounds like Bowie. So I don't know. If, maybe it's it is. definitely Freddie. It's definitely. Well, Freddie, well, probably, well, probably is Freddie, but I'm just saying it sounds like Bowie. But I mean, it's probably Freddie because he's in Queen. Aye. I know he's in this right. album right enough. Yeah, he was in this album. Maybe, maybe they ran into uh, down in the lobby and said, "Dear Bowie, Freddie's out. You want to put a?" Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, theory-wise, I suppose obviously he was in the studio with Queen, um, just at Hot Space, but that was sort of. Leaving, I, I'm, not, right? I'm, so, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying it is him. I'm just saying it. I always, every time I hear it, I always think it's Bowie. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> it's just a bit. I don't know how that would come up in a conversation with David. Um, any chance you could sing <laughs> you on that? that. Song, but, 
Do you know what? I've only got two seconds. That's more than enough. <laughs> That's all we need. He's like, David's like, he's like, what do you want me to do? I went to go, uh, uh. <laughs> That's it. It's definitely you. Uh, but no, it's, sorry. it's not quite right. Got to do it again. Can you do it again? Can you do it again? No, it wasn't quite. Can you just just one more? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 did, I do. Th- obviously, I, I don't want to go too off topic here, but I, th- I thought it was awesome that um, David Bowie told Dave Grohl to fuck off because I hate Dave Grohl. So I thought that was pretty okay. cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did, is there a recording of that? Because um, I'd have it as a ringtone. <laughs> I don't think that's going to make the final cut. So, <laughs> is it not? Well, fuck Dave Grohl then. Well, then, well, here's the thing. Surely, after you run out of Queen things, I mean, you could just do Foo Fighters. Fuck the Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck the Foo Fighters podcast. You just hear the noise of a pistol being cocked. Aye. And he didn't hear the album. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> so the the kiss, yeah, that's right. Is the kiss we're doing that, yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, I just again, I love the ethereal vocals that, that Freddie does on it. You know, the but amazing, beautiful, um, and the orchestration is great. Although yeah. there, there isn't a lot of it, but it's beautiful. It's beautifully played. And who was it? Was it was Howard Blake? Howard Blake. How Blake. How Blake. Blake. He, he, yeah. he right, conducted right. it, and yeah, the guy yeah. that did the snowman. No, oh, right, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's one of those examples again of me repeating myself and saying how how much of a Queen album this is, and it baffles me how far down the list it is. But just listen to Freddie; he is having a brilliant time. He is he doesn't have lyrics; he's just doing his opera thing. Woo! He's loving it. That's what he. That's what Freddie loves. And then when the music that he's written turns into an orchestral score, there's no way Freddie Mercury wasn't going, that's what I meant. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah. This... 100%. Yeah. It was, built, it was built for somebody like Freddie Mercury and orchestra. Of course. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, it, and on the... I think it was the Queen Archives. I dug out a thing. Uh, no, sorry, Queen Songs. And, and the, guy, the guy saying that it appeared, you know, again, a bit like the game, there's not a lot of information on the recording and all that, but um, the the guy who, who wrote that this particular thing said that, you know, um, to all intents and purposes, Queen would have had access to a 34th track studio and a full orchestra. Mm-hmm. And they kind of didn't really do anything with it, you know, um, yeah. which is interesting. Obviously, the next time they do is Who Wants to Live Forever? And it sounds yes. fucking phenomenal, Beautiful, you know. Uh, you know, so maybe a wee a, a wee missed opportunity for Queen, but having said I, that, I, no. you got you give maybe if you gave them more time and more instrumentation, it wouldn't have been as good. You know, like you must say, I like like yeah. Michael was saying, I it's maybe good that you know they had a short period or yeah, have yeah. a long period of time to do because yeah. they might have, they might have overcooked things and yeah put too much in. But I do agree with what you're saying as well, Paul. It might have been interesting to hear a. A version with more in it as well. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. Queen me an orchestra. Fr- Freddie back no, with an orchestra, you know. It's That's a really amazing, good point because yeah. I mean I know I, I think I said in the opera podcast I preferred you know love of my life to either go all in or, or completely strip back and um and I think Queen I, I kind of agree with you Paul I think later um or maybe and possibly even before because I've just said that they they probably should have used orchestras for some of the stuff that they didn't. Um, one of the most notable ones for me is later on, was it or worth it? 
that yeah. really cheap bargain basement synth bit in the middle was oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. It was actually got a fucking orchestra and to actually properly properly score the orchestra because uh, the song I really like the song. So I think yeah, there was was missed opportunities later on, you know, when for, for not getting an orchestra in. And I think sometimes maybe that's where I don't want to see arrogance, but maybe Queen's kind of oh we can do it all. Well, you probably can most of the time, but sometimes you just need that little bit of extra so, something else coming in or you know musicians that are experts in that particular style of music just to help you out a little bit yeah um well, anyway, I mean, they, bring, they bring a horn section in the next album so you know <laughs> <laughs> i want to say something by um execution of flash which is the previous track which is written by john deacon now is that john mm-hmm. playing guitar mm-hmm. on that because that, i would, have, I would yeah. imagine yeah uh, because that is not in any way a brian may guitar sound and i yeah. thought it was no, brilliant to no. hear that yeah in a in a, in a queen album because it sounds like freaking arab strap i mean it sounds indie yeah okay yeah yeah, 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 I, yeah totally yeah, yeah. yeah. even the chords I, in the chords yeah. are really discordant chords he's you know he's playing and you know it's kind of like it sounds off you know it's kind of get that yeah. that, that kind of my bloody valentine sort of vibe as well yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. it's just yeah. and again to repeat myself it's just what i like about this it's like well we can throw this in as well here's another yeah. thing we can do and that was like well before any of that that shoegaze stuff kicked off. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's. Um, to, I mean, even just um, <clears throat> coming back to, to to the kiss. I think um, the the one thing that that was mentioned online was the prodigy sampled it for the weather experience on yeah. the first album, um, the the synth bit. But the the when you listen to the two of them, it's a reinterpretation. It's definitely not a sample. But Howlett's actually just shifted a few notes and has actually played it himself on the on the synth. Um, but there's no doubt it's, and, and he, he did say, I mean, when I was I came to the Prodigy about 94, 95, and um, I bought a book called The Electronic Punks, and it was there, you know, when you get in a band, you want to know all about them, so you, you go and buy the books and all the rest of it. And he talked about that, he said, they said, you know what, Flash is um, was a massive, that album was a massive inspiration to me, um, you know, making making the first and, and Jilty, you know, second album, Jilty Generation. And you can hear it. You listen to those two out. The synth work on those two out. It's when Prodigy were still musical. You know, after that, they kind of just went... Next <laughs> 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 song. <laughs> you know, they were still a kind of musical dance band at that point. Yeah. You can hear it all over it. And um, it's, and, and you know, it's just, again, talking about this album, you know, Michael's really, you know, championing this album. And again, there's someone else who's, who's a massive, you know, Prodigy were massive in the 90s. And, uh, and that's someone else that's taken inspiration from this album. And, you know, that's, then, that's, uh, that's a point as well. I mean, um, again, going back to the diversity thing about Queen, you know, uh, you've got Liam Howlett for the Prodigy um, saying that the Flash is obviously, and you can, like, I agree with you, David, obviously, we get into Prodigy at the same time. Um, you know, it's all, I can hear the synths definitely, the, the same sounds and stuff like that. And then you've got somebody like, you know, I hate to keep going back to them, but, you know, you've got somebody like Metallica or, or Testament or Thrash Metal Bands who are also, I mean, name another band that, that has that. That's you know that sort of wide, yeah, from, from, different from, worlds. You know, yeah, uh, artists, artists, to, yeah, George, to George, George, Michael, yeah, yeah. George Michael, yeah, George Michael is somebody that plays thrash metal, and then somebody that plays yeah. you know hard dance music. I mean, that's why we're doing this. These guys, are, yeah. these guys just did everything, man. Do you know what I mean? And did it, for the most part, done most of it, ninety nine percent of it well. You know, they failed a couple of times on later on records, pretty fucking badly, if I'm honest. But yeah, <laughs> but for the most part, they were on point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, well, is there any, Michael, is there any tracks you want to pick up on just now? Because I feel like I'm 
I'm just well, jump, jumping, jumping all over the place. Eh? No, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think that like once we get on the side two, um, it's if anything for the first couple of tracks, it becomes even more soundtracky than it's already been. Like Arborea, Planet of the Tree, Mayor, which is by John. I mean, it does. It serves its purpose, but it's incredibly music for schools and colleges. You know, it's what <laughs> <laughs> the future yeah. would be. It's yeah. it's that sort of thing. The Escape from the Swamp, which is by Roger, is sort of a bit better in as much as, um, uh, you know, the the album's uh, second side is owned up quite quietly, but boom, we're back into Jeopardy. But still, it's still not quite where where, where we know we're going to end up. And I think that, you know, it doesn't really sort of lift brilliantly. I'm I'm not... I've got no problem with those two bits of music. They're very much part of the soundtrack. I'm very happy to hear them. But Flash to the Rescue comes in at the right time. And it is absolutely... I mean, it it just feels like, boom, we're back. You know, we're heading to the finale. The dialogue is absolutely brilliant. Uh, And it starts with... Oh, yeah, it doesn't start with them. Hang on, I've made a note. It's Yeah, it starts with Dale sort of going, nothing can save me now. And then, Flash! You know, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. we're back, we're back, we're back. The alarms go off. And even that part where uh, I can't remember the name of the character, what would you go, what do you, what do you mean Flash Gordon approaching? Yeah. We're steamrolling. And we know that line so well, not from the film, but from the single Flash. Yeah. It's yeah. it's brilliant when that uh, when Flash to the rescue happens because it just feels like we know we're coming to the end, but it's going to be a huge finale. And it's a yeah. great show. Starts uh, ramping up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, as I mean, just coming back, back one to swamp. Um, when when Roger's playing the timpanis on it, you know, then mm-hmm. he's back, back with them again on that track. And um, I was watching the the bit in the Montreal gig earlier today. You know, when he when he plays the timpanis, and you've got Brian um, and he fades his guitar in just as he starts to play them. And when you actually listen to this, the synths do the same things. So it's almost like a early version of it when you actually listen, compare these two tracks. You know, because it just seems like a drum solo Roger's doing, and there's no real structure. And well, there probably is to him, but um, but you know, it's just interesting how the two bits of music actually sound sound like like each other. Um, but yeah, the, when the flash to the rescue comes out, it's like, is, is this the one where the it goes, yeah, that's that later on. That's, no, that's, that's later, that's, that's, uh, that's it, yeah. One. yeah, 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 no, that's flash, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, no. the triumphant horn, you know, the yeah. you know, the kind of you know, yeah. It's, yeah. Is that, uh, a, is that, is that, sorry, David, is that this, is that the song where Brian Blessed uh, shouts who wants to live forever? Because that's a point I want to bring up. That, oh, is that, is that not final attack think, with this, this sort of jank? The, the, the vault? Not, I think it is. Oh, I think it is. is. Yep, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I've, I've shot my load too early. So we'll go back, <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to that later. We'll wipe um, up and try again. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the way it ramps up, um, I'm just my notes are all bloody over the place because um, I need to get a better notebook because I'm constantly flipping over and turning over and I can't bloody see what I wrote. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the way it, the, the it ramps up is absolutely brilliant because you're, you're kind of, you're, 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 what track is it? To remind me what track is it when you start hearing a bit of the hero? Is that maybe... Is that battle start? thing? Yeah, battle thing. Battle, battle, battle theme. Yes. Yeah, yeah, battle theme. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, what I love about that one and the battle theme is... Um, you just hear one flash. It just goes flash, and that's yeah. only it's just one time right. in the whole song. I, I just love that. It's just like they went. I'm just going to put a flash here, flash, yeah. and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And you're like, you know, just brilliant. Um, it's a bit building tension <laughs> in it. 
There's one thing. There's one thing though that I, I thought about this, and I thought Brian's a real sneaky fuck, right? And here's why: because um, when you look at when you look at the the songwriting across this, and, and of course, as we said before, theme you'll revisit melodies and themes and all that. It really spreads out a lot of fucking music. <laughs> it's so exactly the same, noise. you know. Flash, oh, the theme. Ching. oh, and the wedding march. I'll put myself down as a ranger, and I'll get a credit for that as well. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, <laughs> he's quite thin, you know. Is that is that the wedding march? Is that Queen's second cover? Yeah, after God, God, God save, save the Queen. God save the Queen and yep. yeah. wedding, yeah. wedding march. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the wedding march is better, That's man. Yeah, <laughs> way better. Yeah, um, partner. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, anyway, that's just that bit of nonsense, anyway, from me. Um, anything else? Anything, Joe, Paul? Anything you want? To, can I mention any any notes you've got? Tracks jumping Paul. out at you. I like Paul. Cool. Uh, what one are we talking about? Just <laughs> just pick, pick something, man. Do, 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 do. Uh, You've got fuck all, aren't you? You've got nothing. Gold. Gold. Go on, there, David. <laughs> theme is the one where Brian Blessed makes his appearance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the drums are great in that, and the the, the, the kind of arpeggiating synth and bass. That kind of the bass is brilliant on that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's really good, man. And again, it's a, it's another thing that could possibly get developed into something else. You know, a, a, a song or you know, um, yeah. Cool, yeah, it man. still sticks to the remit, though, doesn't it? It's still like a fifth classic 50s sci-fi, you know, yep. Yep. Saturday morning kids serial, you know, yeah. tune. It's really yep. brilliant. And it's, it's like the one that's got the... Yeah, that's it. Is that a synth or is that like a horn off the orchestra or something? Oh, it's definitely a synth because you know what? I reckon it's a very expensive synth because you have to spend a lot of money to sound that cheap. It's, <laughs> it's just the right level. Yeah. What, whatever it is, it's cool, man. It's a, yeah, it's it's a great. creepy thing over great. the top, man. That is cool. Yeah. And it and it's and it sounds like Freddy. It to me it just sounds like Freddy. Yeah. 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 I only went on a synth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, can I, I just, just the bit it starts just a bit with, with Blessed going dive daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll just say a bit as well. I mean, you know, growing up in the eighties and stuff like that, David we're all alive in the eighties, but you know, we were young in the eighties. I mean, but we actually think about like all the all the cartoons that we watched growing up. You know, like your Brave Star and all all that. You know, remember all that stuff, right? And it all it all kind of sounds like Queen created the blueprint for because all those kind of eighties kids things all sound the same, and they all yeah. sound like Flash and yeah. in the way that in the way that they're arranged and the yeah. you know what I mean. Even Thundercats, so, even though yes, we actually head, think like, about it. It's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, Queen, you know. Remember the blueprint for what became 80s cartoon uh, soundtracks, do you know what I mean? I'm sure Flash had a huge influence on Japanese animation, especially when you oh, think manga that, and stuff, that, yeah. Yeah, that Brian did the Starfleet thing, which was a Japanese yeah. Uh, yeah, animation yeah. thing, yeah. you know. So yeah. um, oh, oh, I, I think this, you know, this is another influence that this album's had, yeah, certainly, yeah. you know, and, 80s uh, cartoons. Yeah, definitely. And uh, see the... The, the line where Brian Blessed shouts, who wants to live forever? Yeah. It makes me think when, when Queen were maybe asked to do the Highlander soundtrack, I wouldn't be surprised if Brian went back to listening to, oh, no, to I, Flash. I, I, yeah, 100%. I think and, then, and, then, and, then heard line, that, yeah. and, and then heard that line and went, I'm going to write a song. So yeah, it's probably quite... Yeah. Because I can actually, some of the synth, some of the, although it's not as prominent in a kind of magic, uh, but 
but there's similar, there's, there's some similar notes and stuff like that, and, and wee bits of incidental music that's very similar to stuff that's on Flash, I think. Like Flash, yeah, with the orchestra. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, so, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, obviously, Flash is a fully developed soundtrack, whereas, you know, Kind of Magic's got like five five songs or whatever, and the rest are just album tracks. But yeah, so yeah, that's, that's all I really had to say about that. Yeah, excellent. Michael, anything else you want to, to talk about? Is anything um, that you know you've got down in your you know in your defence of Flash, which which you you, you thought you were going to have to do? But um... yeah, I'm a bit disappointed <laughs> that, I've, that yeah. we're all really sort of pretty much agreeing <laughs> on this. I was up for a fight. Speaking <laughs> of fight, battle theme is brilliant. I yeah. mean, uh, it's it sounds like a Queen song. It's it is a Queen song. That's why it sounds like a Queen song. And there's absolutely no doubt about it. That music. Even if you never saw the film, you just hear that tune and there's definitely uh, a space battle going on between uh, war rockets and flying hawkmen and a purple sky. It's, yeah. It is all there yeah. in that music. It's fantastic. Um, then there's a marriage of Dale and Ming. Well, yeah. The only note that I've put down is, 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 is once again, it's Roger being the subtle one and queen, which is... I mean, it does touch your head in, but uh, it also <laughs> has a line in it where um, this is not Queen's fault. This is uh, the fault of terrible sci-fi writers, but where Brian Blessed's character goes, oh, Flash, don't do that. You'll get killed. And Flash goes, ah, you know me, bird. Literally met you 10 minutes ago, mate. Terrible. So I've got, I've got four, I've got a... Uh, We've got object, you know, objectifying women, and uh, yeah. we've got basically just other crazy lines that don't make any sense. He's a rude guy, yeah, Flash Gordon. He just assumes a fuck of a lot of people. Yeah, I'm going to say something. I'm probably, I'm probably going to cut it out, but it's, it's very American. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say that. He's, <laughs> he's, very, he's very American. Everybody fuck behind yeah. me. Everybody behind me. I'm the man. Like, I mean, he's, he's the fuck to, yeah. be, to be fair, he is supposed to be uh, a football star. So. Yeah. You know, he's going to he's have been hit in the head a few times. Well, yeah. I, I would think that even, <laughs> I would think if I was, say, for instance, Pele, I would probably know I was really good at playing football, probably better than anyone else at the time. But if I ended up crash landing on another planet, my ego, I reckon, I could put to one side. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, yeah. Flash has a bit of a problem with that. Uh, the manager Dale and Ming, I had down that. There was something actually really interesting in, in the chords on this. Because um, the chords, when you actually listen to them, I know I'm getting all fucking geeky and all that, but they, they sound like the chords in Las Blabras. Aye, totally. I'm not arpeggiated, obviously they're arpeggiated in Las Blabras, but on this I'll just, you know, they're just held down. And But it's the same chords when you actually listen to it. So I think he's went back and went, ah, I'll just take that wee bit out and just build a song around it, you know. Mm. Um, which is fine, it's not that noticeable really um, to most people probably. Um, you know, and I love the big guitar chords, you know, as Flash is approaching just towards the end of the track, you know, and then just again, it's as Michael said, it's that ramping up, you know, something something big's coming. Um, just absolutely brilliant. <sighs> Probably the, the, the track they talk about now is The Hero, isn't it? Scotty, yes. we've got to talk about that now. So, and it finishes off the album. And uh, uh, Paul, come on, you've just said next to fuck all on this, this podcast so far. So, oh, come Paul, on, man, get... fuck's sake, get rid of the <laughs> program here. Stop talking. Oh, I thought I had no fucking shut up. To oh, shut up, Paul. You've said enough. That's it. Um, the hero, yeah, it's, it, it's 
fucking cool, man. It's a great, it's a great uh, way to end the 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 album. Um, the whole band's all in together. Um, Freddie sings his fucking bollocks off. Um, and well, uh, well, it, it's even got explosions at the end. I mean, it's it's just a, a quintessential rock uh, song and a, and a perfect way to finish a film or you know a soundtrack or whatever. Yeah, superb. There's a bit with, with Freddie's voice. Uh, just um, you know, I'll let you guys come in, obviously. But just <laughs> this is something that popped into my head. You know, because also there's Freddie's not in it vocally. Certainly, he was in the Flash theme and revisits now again. And I get the hero. It's like he's waiting in the wings, just like yeah. It slightly reminds me of the guy. See the guy. Do you, do you remember the Time Bandits when um, yeah. they're all, they're all the villagers are lining up. It's just like he's let off the chain and he just, just vocally just goes yep. goes mm. goes crazy with it. Um, <laughs> like I I just I agree with you. I think it's um it's it's almost it's verging on it's verging on comical how how extreme his voice is. Yeah. Yeah,いつもいや、いつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつもいつ
Yeah. But the thing but the things that are in it are, are yeah. fantastic. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah, the, the main riff. I mean the main riff is so simple. simple. Yeah, that is it. It's not exactly, you know, yeah. but it just works. It's it just it's um it's right. one of the things it's... about Brian's when Brian simplifies his, his riffs sometimes a bit too much to hmm. maybe the detriment of the songs yeah. at times, you know, things that you know tie your mother down, maybe take it, leave it, because the riff is kind of repetitive. And yeah. and this is, I suppose, could be argued as the same, but it just seems to work somehow, um, just the, the simplicity of it. Um, I love the orchestration in the middle when it just breaks down as well, when you go back to the... Amazing. It goes back into the flash bit, it breaks down again, and dynamically again, it goes back into the you know the flashy steam wee bit that we break down to that. And, um, you know, I just... A great, great track, absolutely great track, and uh, it's, it's. I'm, I'm glad they actually played it live a few times, and you know, yeah, well. yeah, they opened, they opened the, the, the hot space tour, they opened, opened with it. Um, telling everybody, look, we're still, we're still a heavy rock band, honest, honestly, honestly, we're still a heavy rock band. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I always find that, uh, 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 before, I always find it hilarious at the Milton Keynes gig when Freddie's saying, saying that you know. We had some sounds come out last week, and people's everyone's getting all excited about this, and how they're just like, can I almost like not react? To <laughs> because they all, they all bought their tickets for that gig before they heard their. their yeah, they're like, so oh they're no, like, man! They're getting like, you know, disappointed. Uh, yeah, oh oh fuck! We're gonna do body language. You know, it's like, I can I can only imagine that the only other view I can imagine the only other view comparison you can make in in the terms of disappointment is if. If you'd have bought the Black Album and then you'd went Metallica Black Album and then went to see them when Wood had just come out a week and you'd already bought your ticket, you would just be like, "Fuck these guys!" <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Loaded is freaking Electric Ladyland compared to fucking. Uh, I told, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's not, man. Not as no. better than that piece of shit, man. Oh. <laughs> I agree. Oh, man, 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 man. Oh, oh, I hate I fucking oh. I, I just so I just here, here Metallica the first, the, the first disagreement point. and it's actually not about this album so no, I, <laughs> <laughs> well you got a better fight you got a better fight there. Nah, nah, <laughs> no, I'm fine now I'm fine <laughs> um, I want to happen but that's cool <laughs> but yeah um, anything more to say on, on the album overall lads anything anything else you would you would add into the mix any points you feel I haven't been quite made uh, do, do you think you know g- given that you know uh, what do you call it One Vision was on fucking Iron Eagle and and then they, they, they did what five songs for Highlander um, do you think there was a missed opportunity that they should have they should have done a Flash type album for Highlander you know they should have yes. done Incident actually, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. yeah they could have scored it and stuff and, properly and, yeah. yeah instead of doing you know some songs. Yeah, 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 instead of doing a kind of magic, just done a Highlander tr- soundtrack, you know. Ah, I, think. I really wish that had happened. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. I'd probably get you to get, you wouldn't have get pain so close to pleasure, probably, and that would have been yeah, a yeah. great thing. <laughs> also, because it feels so much like a band effort, obviously when Freddie died, we just went, well, you know, no one can replace him, all that stuff. We, we, we know that. And Queen can't go on. Yep. I don't see why Queen couldn't have done a soundtrack. Freddie's not there. Well, do you know yeah, what? Okay. The other three on. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, instrumental just... stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can I get down with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Even if get... they called it something else, if it was just, you know, they named themselves something else, but just creatively, the three of them, right, right. you know, went ahead and did that. That would have been a really 
cool and kind of classy way. To classy way, you know? yep. yeah. Rather than the rather yeah. than the kind of pound shop approach that, they've, that you know that they've yeah. chosen to, to do, which is oh, don't even get me started, man. It's no. like, yeah. No, no, it's bullshit. That's... that's what it is. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if I start absolutely. going on about it, we'll, we'll just never end. So. We'll not stop. And then we'll start no, talking about that just... fucking movie as well. And then we'll just... We'll Fuck that yeah. movie, man. <laughs> fucking movie shit. Fucking <laughs> shitting yeah. on his grave, man. Fucking right, man. Piece of shit. Um, anyway, back to Flash. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a good point, Paul. I think it's... it's um, you know, that would have been interesting. I think that... Don't get me wrong. We'll, we'll talk about the, you know, the kind of magic tracks when we get there. And... Um, but I don't. I mean, I think I'm. I think the tracks they they wrote for Highlander were, were all right, you know, and and, and yeah, most mm-hmm. part. Um, but you know, and it might have been might have been cool to hear at them score. It's, actually, it's just when people. Well. It's when Queen fans go, oh well, you know, they they did another soundtrack. Did they? That's Having right, one year of mm-hmm. love on in a bar. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. Yeah. Uh, no. What should we have during this scene? Well, there's a song that John completely wrote from beginning to end. We'll just shove that in there. That's not mm. a soundtrack. And well, this soundtrack uh, proves that that's not a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good absolutely. point. Absolutely. This is a proper yeah. soundtrack, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it's interesting because, um, the, again, I don't want to kind of get too ahead of ourselves and to, you know, when we talk about the kind of magic and stuff, but it's interesting because the, the, the soundtrack for Highlander was going to come out as a soundtrack with the way they recall, they don't bother that. And because the movie was a flop, they didn't bother. So Queen went back at the studio and redid all the tracks for Kind of Magic. But I wonder if they they did just let those songs go as part of the Highlander soundtrack. Yeah. Would you have caught the miracle? Would they have done something else? You know, because I wish it would have went out as a soundtrack you know, if it was yeah. avoided this getting the miracle. So. <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean? Because that's not necessarily, would they have done a quicker album? Would you have an album in 87 mm. or 88? You know, and, and you know, maybe it would have sounded different. It sounded fucking better, hopefully. But you know, it's, you know it's just interesting that there have been a different. Because you couldn't, you couldn't call it a Queen album. You know, it would, it would, that's the Highlander soundtrack. Because they had the orchestration from Michael Kamen, the tracks that don't have, have nothing right. to do with Queen on it. You know, so it would have been a yeah. mix album. I mean, You'd have the Queen. Yeah. Listen, you just saying that, why didn't they do that? That's, you've yeah. described it brilliantly. Queen, Michael Kamen, I want that. Yeah. That yeah. would have been brilliant. Absolutely. Isn't yeah, it, it would have. Yeah, because I mean, the work he does on... Who wants to live forever? It's fantastic. Amazing. You know, it sounds again. It take, it's the time when they got it right and said, "Yeah, let's get a fucking orchestra and we need to." You know, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Got it right. You know, can you imagine uh, who wants to live forever with the, with the synths that are on the miracle? That would be shit, man. We wouldn't be talking about it. People would not be getting that song played at their funeral. I can assure you that. No, no, but there would be more funerals. There were I suicide rate with a Yep, suicide rates. Um, yeah, yeah. I, what, what I would say about what I would say about this album for me is um, other than the fact that again it's, I've rediscovered the album, you know, and properly listened to it, it's, it's everything on it serves its purpose, and I think it's great, That's you know, it. and it's absolutely yeah, amazing. And I will, and I, and I will say, there's no other rock band that you could have gave that to that would have scored that better. Could you imagine giving that to Kiss? Or, or Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, give it to Aerosmith, forget it. Kiss, forget it. Black Sabbath, I mean, Black Sabbath, as much as I love them, would have, every song would have been dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to be fun and comfy. Uh, exactly. We, <laughs> yeah, I did. And uh, again, just the, the, the knowledge and, the, and everybody and, and their instrument and being very versed in their own instrument, 
I mean, they, they, I mean, they were proven for years before in their own albums that they could write orchestrated music, so it's yeah, a no-brainer. Yeah. But it's impressive yeah. to think that, that, that no other rock band at that time could have pulled that off, man. And and it's... You, if you look at the film Thor Ragnarok, the imagery of it is so Flash Gordon. Yeah. But the music yeah. they used, I was so looking forward to it. Because I thought, oh, they're not using a, a band to do this because this seems like the next great opportunity for this. And I... I racked my brains. I couldn't think of a band that okay. could do it. Yeah. I'm, admittedly, I'm maybe a bit out of the loop with a lot of, you know, you know, whoever Queen's equivalent would be now. Here's the thing. I mean, I've, I've had conversations about it and the, the one band that came up the most was Muse. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Nah, nah, just don't nah. want that now. But either, either, nah. either way. But when it, when it was properly orchestrally scored, Thor Ragnarok, they even used clearly, uh, it was clearly influenced by the soundtrack to Flash Gordon. And when I heard it, it was really disappointing. It was just like, ah, it's, it's, it's when, it's really weird when people hear music, get influenced by music, they love that music, and yet whatever they do with it is, it's just, it's almost like you just didn't get it. And it's, it was a crushing disappointment. And that's also how I feel about the album Hot Space. But that's near the end. <laughs> that's exactly a description of that. It's just, it was a real, that was such a great opportunity. It should have happened. But yeah. uh, here's what I will say about the soundtrack to Flash Gordon and its place in history. It's, it's, it's not even a, a consideration in the greater world. It's not thought of. It's not a loved album. Uh, it's not an album that everyone's big brother had that when you were growing up. No, it's, it, it just exists. Mm -hmm. And if you've heard of it, you've heard of it. And if you're a Queen fan, it's not going to be in your top three, unless you're me. It's not going to be in your top 10, probably. It's probably not going to be in your top, however many albums are made, 13, whatever it is. Um, it's it's going to be low down. It's it's an underdog, which in many ways, in all their pomp and grandiosity, Queen also were. And for all those people who sort of disregard it, well, look, we are four grown men and we have talked about an album that is 35 minutes long for over an hour and a half. Admittedly, <laughs> this will be edited for the podcast, but... <laughs> Yeah. I think that says something about the quality of this record that four guys absolutely think it's completely fine to spend absolutely. their time. Mm -hmm. when, when you could have heard that album three times over. Three times, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the amount of conversation we want to put into it. Absolutely. 100%. Great way of uh, ending things up. I I, I can't add, add anything more in, uh, gents. I think we've, we've probably said it all. I think we'll probably be repeating ourselves now. But just for me, I think it was the perfect match. You know, Joe talking about who could it, who else could have done this soundtrack. It's a perfect match. You've got a campy film. You've got a campy band in many ways. You know, and and you know, and 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 I mean that in a positive sense. Yeah. Um, coming together to make to make something that is is actually musically more interesting than. As Michael said, people will give it credit for. You know, it's 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 the yeah. I would probably agree that as the last time Queen were truly experimental, um, um, as a band, as a whole, as a cohesive yeah. unit. 
Um, so that's a really good point, and that I hadn't really thought about it that way. Um, but yeah, no, I've really enjoyed chatting about Flash, and I think okay. it's uh, it's it's I've I've always um, it's one of those ones I don't know if I'll necessarily always listen to it as much as the other albums as, as Michael alluded to, but when I do, it's always a it's always a treat. It's always a treat because uh, there's things that I always seem to forget that are on it and bits of music that I forget about and I go, oh, that, that bit, oh, shit. Yeah, that bit, you know. So there's bits on it that, that always take me by surprise. You know, just... Put it this way, there's not a track on it where you go, oh, not this one again. It's... Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. a really cohesive piece of work. I think it's short and gets to the point as well. They don't drag yeah. anything out too long, exactly. which is... It suits the, suits the album as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, having those time constraints probably helped. Did help, as you said, Joe. You know, yeah. Uh, if they given, if they were given, you know, four months to do it, it might have been a wee bit like overblown oh, yeah, or something. It could have been an hour long, and maybe, maybe it would have been a bit repetitious. You know, it's kind of, but you know, because uh, let's, uh, yeah. let's face it, there is many bands. You know, have tackled the, the, you know, the big concept album, and some of them have achieved it very well. But I mean, it is something that can get away from you, definitely, you know, and really, and can ultimately end up just purely self-indulgent and and quite boring, if I'm honest, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, but that doesn't. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a, a few soundtracks. I mean, so I suppose, well, we, but any soundtracks that come <laughs> come to mind, you know, the, the Michael was talking about the Ragnarok one. Um, is there any other other than this? Any other soundtracks that you really like, and what is it about them you actually like? Um, anyone that spring into mind? Uh. I only own one soundtrack album, apart from uh, Flash Gordon, obviously. One other one, and that's uh, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Oh, perfect. Which is just stunningly beautiful, you know. Um, Obviously, you know, no dialogue and all that, but, you know, who cares? It's just beautiful music, you know, and uh, R.I.P. Yeah, totally. The the soundtrack to Under the Skin by, uh, is it Mika Levi or Misha Levi? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, Like, that's not a fun soundtrack. That's not Flash Dark. It's really dark, yeah. And, and but it absolutely it, in a way it does what Flash Gordon does it does its job and its job was to make you feel alien because yeah. those are sounds that we don't yeah, know yeah. and and yet they, they somehow worked to, to make you feel scared to make you feel like you're in a completely strange <laughs> environment and it's amazing yeah, I'll need to check that one. I've actually not. I've actually not seen Under the Skin. I've read. I read the book when it was out at the time. Oh, have you not, not seen it? Seen, oh. I've not seen the movie. No, I read. I read the book. Right now. It's got a neck in the woods on it. I, I do know what's add. Well, put it this way: <laughs> you never ever in your life would have thought, "Oh, I've just seen a film where there's I don't know a five minute long scene with Scarlett Johansson sitting in a crappy white van outside British homesteads in the middle of Glasgow." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite yeah. fit, but I'll, I know. There's some scenes in that that are genuinely distressing, like the the, oh, the beat scene oh. is just it's just horrible, you know. It's, it's yeah, yeah, really yeah. disturbing, you know. Proper horror. It's a great film, man. You should watch it. Uh, appara- yeah. I, I apparently, um, obviously, we're off, we're off topic for Flash, um, but but apparently, a lot of the, the, the see the scenes in that they weren't scripted. A lot of the actors were only told after the fact that they were actually in a that's film. That's right. Ah, yeah, see the, the yeah, bits right. in the taxi. The, yep. the guys so she picks up in the van. Yeah, right. that's it. Yeah, the guys didn't told. know they were getting filmed. Yeah, it was after they, they were, they'd done yeah. the scenes, they, they were then told you were filmed there, which is quite scary when you think of it because a lot of dodgy shit could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now, where we're from. Can't sit there going, God, she, she looks dead like Scarlett Johansson. 
Just while I remember, another awesome soundtrack to check out is the film Mandy. Um, I don't know if you've heard the film. It's a Nicolas Cage movie. It's a kind of, it's a really odd film. Actually, you should watch the film. It's really dark, but to see the soundtrack, soundtracks like you were saying, Michael, it's very, it's, I mean, it's no flash. It's it's really, it's so atmospheric and it's really, really evil almost. But the guy that, that, that composed the soundtrack killed himself, <laughs> which I thought was really? quite horrifying. But when you listen to the music, it's so the film is really it's a really dark it's a really dark film but uh, but the actual soundtrack's awesome and obviously the I think the the taxi driver soundtrack's worth mentioning although that is just yeah Bernard uh, Herrmann yeah and I love all the old uh, the old the old old Dirty Harry the Scorpion theme and all that shit but no that's cool man I mean I think uh, you know Good the Bad and Ugly is one of my favourites actually when I was at uni I you were asked to pick a movie, a theme for a movie and write music to it. And I just basically ripped off Ennio Morricone. I just basically ripped off that soundtrack. That's what the best do. They steal off the best. Nah, it was just, just yeah. a total rip off. But um, the, one thing it's, it's, it's good, I quite like the Event Horizon soundtrack because that's Michael Kamen yeah. in Orbital collaborating on that one. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, although... So, you know, some bands that you liked at the time, you go back to and you go, I actually feel nothing for this. Thoughtable are probably one of those bands. I go back going, soundtrack's cool, though. much for them anymore, you know, but, but the soundtrack's cool. It's really cool. Well, check it out. Anyway, um, I think that's us. I think that's us talking about Flash. So, um, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Paul. Thank you ever so much, Michael. I think you've added something, something no, that we could absolutely not provide. What a lot of fun. <laughs> what a lot of fun. Thanks very much. Thank you, Michael. And uh, thank you, gents. So um, we'll be tackling Michael's favourite album, well, second favourite album, Hot Space, next. Um, <laughs> so make sure you tune in for that. <laughs> Michael just needs to say something. <laughs> Hot to kiss. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, check that out. And um, yeah, thanks as ever for listening. We're, we're actually genuinely humbled because we just see ourselves as three twats just talking about queen and hopefully well we're having fun so hopefully you know people listening to it are having fun as well so um yeah no it's fantastic so all the best everyone and take care thank you goodbye